Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? Peasant chat. That's right. The peasant chat. The chat that allows the poor people to have an opinion when otherwise they really shouldn't have an opinion. A lot of the times you guys should just shut the fuck up and stay off of forums. But I give you the platform to be able to talk your shit to the poor people. Today I'm going to talk about something that I think needs to be talked about in general when it comes to drag racing. Drag racing, I think, has a, I want to say an identity crisis. Um, you're starting to see people try to latch onto the latest and greatest, hottest thing. And unfortunately, viewership isn't high. You see like on Flow Racing, uh, I was watching the U.S. Nationals on Flow Racing and the sound is just terrible. The production is terrible. And people say, well, Alex, just, you know, what do you expect for $12, $13, $15 a month? Uh, okay, so let's let's decompile that really quickly. You need an internet connection. Your internet connection is at least $60, okay? At least $60 a month. I pay well over $200 because it's bundled in a package. So let's say the internet for me is $100 a month right off the rip. So that means in order for me to have access to the internet, it's $100 a month. If you have a Flow Racing app, it is over $75 a month to have data access and to have, uh, let's say, yeah, data access. So whether it's Wi-Fi at home, and if you have Wi-Fi at home, you have internet at home. So understand the upfront cost to seeing Flow Racing is over $80 to $90, internet and their application. So for eight, that's how I look at it. So for 80 to $90 a month, I want perfect sound. I want crisp cameras. I want excellent production. I want it all. But what's happening now is a lot of people are trying to shove something that is not that popular, like drag and drive. Drag and drive to me is not that popular yet. I'll decompile that after I get introducing everyone here and having Mr. Bill O'Reilly say hello to the people here. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Absolutely. <laughs> where, where, what the hell did I do? Did I move? Did I move something? Here we go. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so loud. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. We got the sponsor. <laughs> my ears are blown out. Two auto solutions. Two auto solutions. Run me down. Two auto solutions. In Puerto Rico, getting you the best domestic mechanical work, car building, whatever the hell you want to call it. In Puerto Rico, run me down. Two auto solutions. Dean Half Performance, Dean Half Performance.com, Dean Half Performance, the best online parts house to get your Whipple stuff. That's right. Every Whipple part you want to get ever in history. Dean Half Performance.com, fuel systems, tires, wheels, you name it, get it there. PMAS, Nick James and PMAS, that's right. They uh, sponsor the show because they're good people like that, and I appreciate them very much. So we want to keep them on board with everything. And by the way, what I want to do today is actually, um, let's just say, give a shout out to a new sponsor that we picked up on the show. That's right. Welcome, everyone. Bellac. That's right. Bellac coming at you. <laughs> Bellac decided to hop on board the YOLO douchebag bandwagon. Thank you very much. Bellac, Bellac Industries. We are now 
uh, going to be running their uh, stuff on the GT500. I reached out to Damien the other day and I said, hey, man, you know, I see you follow me on Instagram. I see that we seem to be kind of like liking each other's stuff back and forth. Can we do anything? Can we work together? Can I put you on the show? Can I buy a set of wheels? What can we do? And he's like, brother, you know, I can give you a slight discount on them and that I would love to be part of the show. I follow your stuff all the time. And I was like, awesome. So what did Alejandro Flores do? The homie dropped some coin on some wheels. That's right. The GT500 is going to be running a new set of Belak wheels. And he gave me pretty much an a la carte menu to say, which lip do you want? Which ring do you want? Which hardware do you want? And which center hardware do you want? So I opted for all the best shit. The pocketed ring, the ARP hardware. Uh, let me get this in the center. The um, I like their beadlocks because they're set up differently than weld beadlocks where they have like 8,000 tiny little bolts. But I opted for the blingier hardware, the aluminum center. So these are going to be on the GT500 going forward. I paid a good coin for them, but he gave me a discount. And I said, hey, let's. Uh, you, you mind being a sponsor of the show? And he's like, brother... Absolutely. So he sent me a logo over and bada bing, bada boom. These are going to be on the GT500. So I will be selling the S71 bead locks and the V series front, probably with tires in the GT500 and get a new set of tires for this. So if you're interested in those wheels, then the GT500 right now, hit me up and I'll get taken care of. And this is what I'll be running in the front. So bought myself a set of Bellax. Thank you very much, Bellax, for becoming a sponsor of the show, providing me a nice set of wheels, allowing me to outline what i needed wanted um appreciate that very much it's really nice for you guys to come on in and what i said this year i'm really going to be absolutely aggressive with the stuff that's happening here eventually i'll probably do a giveaway or something i'll have to buy the wheels because i'm not weird like that i'm not going to ask them to give it wheels i'll buy a set of wheels or what i'll do is i'll pay up front a configuration and then like a voucher and whoever wins, you hit up Damien, bada bing, bada boom. So we'll work on that in the next and coming months. So let's say hi to the people here. Then we'll get after talking about drag and drive stuff. We got 2000 MCR, Bryson Witt, 11 Second Eclipse, 2 Jay-Z, Fox, Body, Michael Lorena, Richard Whedon, Chris Anderson, Joe Jackson, Nito Diaz, Nardo, Nardi Mercado, Mercury Motorsports, Nito Diaz again, Travis, Eminem, Cord, Fred Cow, TJ Sikorsky, J.D. Swag, Dixon, Scott Andrews, Smoking, ZX14, Ken Phillips, Scott Andrews, Darren, Harper, let me bring this up so you guys can actually hear it. Whipple 5.0, Mini by Madman, The Wolf, Jermaine, Garage Build, The Black GT 5.0, 11 Second Eclipse, Iron and Asphalt, 11 Second Eclipse, Oliver Bryan, Louis Lively, Craig Walls, what's up, Mr. Billet Noonan, Iron Asphalt, Greg, Garage Build Coyote, Iron Asphalt again, Chris, Nate, Christopher, James D. Young, let's get all the way to the bottom here so we can talk about what I want to talk about. Uh, Frankosaurus, Rex, RoboStyle, um... Mike S. Yeah, like the screws. Yeah, the screws that hold the bead on is weird. These are like studs. It's weird, cool looking. So I'm hoping that those end up uh, doing a better job for, um, you know, just putting them on. So I'm really happy. Thank you very much. Uh, re, uh, Bryson with Jim, Christopher, Milton Perez, Cobra Engineering, Nito Diaz, Roman, Brandon, uh, Jeremiah Rivera, Armid, Edwin Rosario, Boosted, Stephen Contreras, and Paul Rott. So Thank you. Again, the wheels are badass. I'm going to do a video today installing them on the G Even though GT500 has no motor in it, that doesn't mean I can't I can't work. I can't stop working on it. I can use the quick jacks, get it up in the air, get the wheels out of it, do some test fitting. Because before you mount the tires on this motherfucker, you should mount them on the car to make sure that the backspacing is proper. 
right? Don't jam them in there. Just put them in lightly and see that everything is good. Because if I mount tires on this, I own them. And if the offset is wrong, I'm fucked. So I'm going to pre-fit them, show you a video of that, just basically give you more content. So this is the problem I have. The modern drag racing culture, I think, is stuck in 1989. And the reason I say that is this. I think that the guys that are heading up that kind of stuff are just basically giving you rehashed 80s stuff. So when I look at the sick week, I don't know, poster, whatever the fuck you want to call this. Let me move the live chat out of the way. Actually, can I? let me just um, get rid of the live chat. Da, 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 clear. And let's go back to sick week. So this looks like Rat Fink stuff. Like, rat, you know, Rat Fink. You know, Rat Fink... You know, this this stupid 1980s art that no one is into anymore. It's dumb. It's stupid. Um, I'm not into it. It's dumb. And I'm 46 years old. And I think this this art is like, this it, This doesn't scream modern. This screams old, uh, dated. It, it, it just screams stupid. And this, this is exactly it. Like, sick week, Florida 2024. Now again. I don't care. I, I support if you want to put events on. But if you want to bring asses to seats, you got to get with the times and get rid of this rat fink, weird, you think it's cool, Florida man, Cletus bullshit. And speaking of that, this is what they decided to do this year with Drag Week. What they decided to do is make it on a streaming service that's not YouTube. So basically, they're going to do Cletus shit. So Cletus, dumb, burnout, stupid Christmas tree race, dumb shit. Oh no, Alex, why are you being so critical? Because I'm trying to help assholes. Your viewership is, you're, you're basically, your audience is redneck hillbilly bullshit. And what you're doing is by putting it on stuff like this that also rivals redneck hillbilly bullshit, People like me who is not a redneck or a hillbilly doesn't want anything to do with this fucking shit. I go, uh, I'm not going to pay 10 extra dollars, 15 extra dollars, 20 extra dollars to watch it on a streaming service on top of the fact that I already have to have an internet connection, a decent one, and how good is the coverage going to be? How good is the coverage going to be? Are you going to have top-of-the-line 4K cameras? Probably not. Are you going to have top-of-the-line audio equipment? Probably not. Are you going to have the best of the best stuff out there so that my $10, $15, $20 a month goes towards something? Probably not. The reason I say that is this. If you go to Flow Racing and you watch the U.S. Nationals uh, coverage, it's abysmal. It's terrible. It's 2024, okay? It's it's over. It's this excuse of like, it's free, it's we're limited, then don't put it the fuck on. Like, I'm one of these psychos that go, if you can't do something to the best of your ability, don't fucking do it, right? Before I get on the show, what do I do? I make sure everything works. I make sure the logo is on point. I make sure the sound is on point. I make sure the camera's on point. I make sure the internet connection is on point. I make sure all my tabs are open. I make sure everything, T's crossed, 
eyes dotted. I want to bring you the best show I possibly can. I, I overpay for the streaming service. I overpay for the podcast service. And I'm one person. So I try my best to get you the best show I can do. Because this is the best I can do. Okay? It's not, uh, you know, phoning it in with a, fo- with a phone, right? Someone has a phone and a, a shitty microphone. And, and you're sitting there watching a podcast if it was Joe Rogan 2005. So... I think what needs to happen is a come to Jesus moment with these places. How about you don't live stream it at all? And if 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 live streaming is going to be half-assed, then why live stream it at all? If the camera, the 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 film crew, the the truck, what they say about the truck is there's a production truck somewhere telling you which camera should be seen on where. So this camera needs to be there. You know how many times I've seen Flow Racing and they're like, one guy, Loans, that guy's great. That You are a consummate professional. I have zero issues with you. I'd love to interview you one day. Other guy, Tucci, whatever, don't know him from a hole in the wall, but probably a good guy too. But the microphone disparity is ridiculous. Is it Brian Loans? He goes, hey, how you guys doing, man? So um, today we're going to have, uh, you know... Um, Mark Mickey coming up with the Turbo Pro Modified coming at you. And then here comes the other guy. And I go, what the fuck was that? I go, I mean, I, I, sometimes I'm like in the room watching it, like streaming it or whatever. And I go like, and, and then I hear him scream. And I look up, nothing's happening. His microphone is just super distorted. And he doesn't know how to be a professional on the microphone. And then Lones comes back and he's like, I you doing? Yeah, could be, yeah, that was a Mark Mickey running a 358 at 220 miles an hour. Yeah, they got that system figured out. So I go, okay, there's definitely something wrong here. And I look and I go, I'm paying 120 bucks a year, 12 bucks, 15 bucks a month to listen to a guy eat the microphone. And the other guy is on point. Now, maybe it's not the guy's fault. Maybe it's the production truck. Wouldn't the production truck be like, bro, your your bar is through the roof. You are eating the microphone. How about have an earpiece on your shit so you hear yourself? What do you think these are? This is connected to my microphone. Okay, and if I start popping on the mic too much, I simply drop this guy and not pop on the mic. Actually, I'm going to keep it there just to make sure. So I go out of my way. Alejandro Flores, just some dumbass in a studio apartment. Studio apartments have one bedroom. Not in Palm Beach. Uh, Totally not in Palm Beach. It's all good. Those guys need to get their act together. So when you see Sick Week and their coverage... If last year was any indication of what it's going to be like, it's going to be trash. And people go, why are you mad? Why are you mad, Alex? It's free. It's not free. Internet is not free. Fast internet is not free. A phone connection is not free. Data is not free. And on top of that, you want me to pay 12 to $15 to watch you? And then what you do is you pay, you play 90s hairband music as if that fucking matters in 2024. 
Are you guys ready to see some promos? Yeah, asshole. We're here. We bought tickets. We're obviously fucking ready. It is not our job to hype you up. It is your job to hype us up. So when these guys are going, come on, guys, you can do better than that. Shut the fuck up. I bought the pizza slice. That's terrible. And I'm going to have diarrhea. I have bought the large Pepsi that's watered down as fuck. And I bought the ticket and I'm sitting down. It is not my job to do the wave. It is not my job to cheer. It is my option to do that. But I'm going to watch. Your job is to entertain me. Entertain me. So I don't understand this allowance or this normalization of really bad broadcasting. I mean, insanely bad broadcasting on all of these live streams and them telling you, uh, Gear Vendors Overdrive, da, da, da. hey, Gear Vendors, give them more money. Give them more money for a better production truck. Give them more money for better microphones. Give them more money for like earpieces so they can hear themselves yelling at the mic. So am I going to pay uh, $15 to go watch Sick Week? Fuck no, because how many cars do you give a fuck about on Sick Week? Name your favorite Sick Week participant, whether it's the white convertible notch, whether it's Brett LaSala, whether it's Cleeter Mosquito Eater, whether it was going to be Steve Morrison. By the way, I can't watch him anymore. I can't watch him anymore. I don't care. I don't care that you're a badass engine builder. You make too many mistakes, self-inflicted wounds. I'm done. I can't support your stuff. I can't look at your stuff and go, badass. I just go, bro, you sucked at his car, busted a transmission line. But before that, he didn't have oil pressure and went down the track. And I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't support you anymore, man. I, I just, I can't do it. Maybe you need a crew chief. Maybe you need to be the engine builder and you need a crew chief, legit crew chief, that runs the operations to a T. I don't know what needs to happen, but if I was affiliated with a place that made so many mistakes, I, I just couldn't do it. So let's say you want to watch Brett LaSala, you want to watch Ford. Let's say you want to watch Ford cars. So you watch Sick Week to watch two cars. So $15 a month for a streaming service, $60 or $70 or $80 a month for internet data, whether it's at home or mobile. To watch two cars and then to watch 800, 14, 12, and 11 second cars go down the track. Oh, let me see if this bone stock Mustang GT is going to make sick week work. Yeah, of course it is. It's fucking stock. What'd you? Oh, wow. What a testament to Ford that they built a 14 second car that was able to survive sick week. Whoa, it's different if a seven-second car does it. or at Now, eight-second cars are borderline not impressive anymore. Like, they're borderline not impressive anymore. I'm sorry. I hit, We're at that technology has cut up. So my biggest complaint with the modern stuff is the lack of infrastructure, the lack of budget, the, the allowing them to get away with crappy stuff, and you pay for a service that is absolute trash. Either put it on 100% or don't put it on at all. When I watch production value, like NHRA, I get it. Big production. Even they are sometimes unwatchable. So 
in my opinion, people go, well, well, how else are we going to bring this to the masses? Maybe the masses don't need to fucking do this. Did you ever think if you want to sell tickets and put asses in seats, maybe they shouldn't get it online? Maybe you shouldn't allow every guy on the planet to have... I've seen better coverage on a phone from a guy with a starting line than some of these production, fully produced flow sports thing. Some guy at the some guy at the starting line, he's like, okay, we got... Um, Heifer versus White Power, and White Power runs a big block Chevy with nitrous. Heifer runs a twin turbo LS, Power Glide versus Turbo 400. Bam! Then he zooms in really nice and shows both time boards, zooms out, gets the next burnout. I go, oh my god, who is this guy? This guy's wonderful. You have people in flow racing going, guy, well, yeah, I know this guy. I used to race with him back in the 60s. You know, he beat me up there. Well, oh my god, he fucking played the and I'm like, I'm not watching you. Fuck you. I'll watch you on mute. Or I'll watch the racing vids on YouTube and straight line media on YouTube and just watch the replays the next day, catch the gist of it with 4K quality, 60 frames a second, and have a good life. Do better. Don't. And again, there is nobody else criticizing you because people allow this shit. Do better and you'll get more of an audience instead of making them pay 15 to 20 bucks for something that sucks. If it sucks and you charge, you're not going to have a lot of subs and they'll wait a whole day to watch it on YouTube replay, 60 frames a second, 4K, then live listening to you yell at the mic, listen to Poison, listen to... Uh, 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 Guns N' Roses listen to shitty Metallica songs as intros for some of these races when we are in 2024 and you're still selling shirts with Rat Fink art on them what the fuck what the fuck I am blown away that they're still doing this that's why I don't care about drag racing anymore they are not progressive they literally have not done anything to bring you into the new century put the money up I don't know, maybe are you, are you just lining your pockets with some of this stuff and don't give a fuck? Like, put the money up into the production. Make it badass. No, no. Take cues from wrestling. Take cues from some of the basketball intros. Remember? Okay, I'm going to date myself. I'm going to date myself. Remember the Bulls intro? I'm not a Bulls fan, but I, I, I recognize when the, the dynasty of all dynasties, the fucking Bulls, the three-peat Bulls, Remember their intro song? How many here? Put your hand up. Put your hand up on the chat. If you remember the Chicago Bulls intro song before they started the game, it gave you chills. I understand it's old and dated because it was 1996. But for the time, that was state-of-the-art, badass, and it brought you uh, to a level of, of excitement that I, I don't see in any other sports. I don't see any other sports that pretty much made it that you had to be there. You had to be there to experience it. Imagine 1996, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, Kukoc, and these motherfuckers on the team. And they're playing the Seattle Supersonics. And they're about to introduce your team. And this is what you hear as a fan in that audience.
I got fucking chills already. I'm 46 years old. I got chills. By the way, watch it live because it's going to get copyrighted and I got to clip this shit. You're not fucking geeked up in your house right fucking now. Bullshit, you're not geeked the fuck up right now listening to that shit. If you're not geeked up after listening to that intro, you are dead. You're dead as fuck. That was the baddest shit on the planet back then. I would watch every NBA Finals and listen to that fucking intro and I go, Oh my God. Nothing, nothing brought us that level of excitement, nothing brought us that level of, uh, 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 dude, dude, does drag racing give you those chills? I mean, when you, when you're watching wrestling and you're just hanging out and then, you know, and then you hear, you know, you hear, you hear like Stone Cold song, come on, you lose your fucking mind. I'm telling you, you gotta be, you gotta be into it. You gotta be into it. And drag racing is missing that. It's missing that. So, sorry for an hour intro, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to help the drag racing industry out. Rodman comes out. <laughs> In a dra- Let me see the part where Jordan comes out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute it and I'm gonna wait until Jordan comes out. So actually, hold on. Let's see. Scotty Pippen, what? Listen to this lineup. It is Rodman. Although I mean, God, come on. I mean, it was Rodman. It was. It was Rodman. It was. Who else? Rodman. Luke Longley. We got De- Bron Harper, and then we had Michael fucking Jordan. Now what do we have? Are you guys ready to see a 14-second Crown Victoria that made the trek from all the way from Bradenton? No. Nobody cares. 90 Chicago Bulls was my childhood, especially growing up outside of Chicago. So many memories. Bro, The Last Dance, shit, not a sports guy. But what a fucking fantastic docu series. Drag Race, maybe. Meanwhile, drag racing is risking your life. Basketball is only an ankle roll. Exactly, so it should be more exciting. It should be more exciting. But take it easy, AJ, because the best drag racers are fat motherfuckers that aren't in shape. Okay? Like, all you need is a finger and a good reaction time and, that, and some balls. That's pretty much it. So relax. Yeah, culture branding production. I'm not the guy. Okay. Unfortunately, I understand exactly what needs to. I am not going to get into college football. Are you fucking psycho? College football? College football? You're excited to watch college football? Like, like, do you watch the, the Alabama game? You didn't graduate Alabama. You didn't, you don't live in Alabama. You watch the Alabama-Georgia game and get geeked up over that? Get the fuck out of here. You watch a Notre Dame game. You watch uh, US, North Carolina versus Duke and you go, oh my God, I can't wait to, shut up. <laughs> the fuck out of here. That's not my shit. So I know exactly what it takes to fix 
the drag racing end of things in terms of bringing them into modern times. But I, I'd i rather just expel my energy doing this because I think I can do something like this. There's a reason my demographic is 18 to 34 year olds. Not people that are just not people that are my age generally don't watch me. They kind of dislike me because I say fuck cunt shit motherfucker all the time. But they the younger audience loves the way I kind of like bring my thought process into the modern stuff. And the production is decent on this show. Not great, decent. And that's what I can afford. That's the best I can do. But drag racing charging you to live stream sick week? Laughable. Laughable to me. Unbelievable. Did anyone see Steve Moore's unlucky series of events? Cole Daniel, I love you. I, I, I just... Th- okay. Let, let, let's, let's decompile Steve Morris's bad luck. Oil pump wasn't working. Car lost oil pressure, wiped out the bearings. Now that caused the motor to come out, rebuilt it, which means transmission has to come out, which means trans cooler lines have to come out. So it's not unlucky series of events. I've seen so many unlucky series of events with Steve Moritz to know that I'm done. I'm done watching it. And Steve and Street Alpha Podcast, I'm not going to give away the sauce for free. I'm not going to give away what I think should happen for free. But it, you know what? It'll piss off. It'll piss off hillbillies and rednecks. How many of you go to a grudge race and tell me how many people show up to watch grudge racing? How many people would show up to watch, you know, I don't know, get it off your chest, you know, ops versus, you know, this, uh, snitches versus ops, whatever, they, <laughs> whatever name the, the, um, the grudge game, the grudge game, aside from the yelling on the mic, has a hip hop culture behind it, has a real shit talking culture behind it. I think drag racing people want to be. NASCAR. When you watch a pro mod guy go at the end of the track, and then he talks to the guy, he goes, "How y'all doing?" Well, I want to make sure. I want to thank this uh, Amsoil Chev- uh, Amsoil Chevrolet. Chevrolet. It's a fucking pro mod. Amsoil. <laughs> There's nothing Chevrolet on this fucking thing. <laughs> Maybe the starter bull pattern, but there's nothing, there's nothing Chevrolet about this fucking thing. And you know, we're, we're, we're fixing to get after it. No, what you do is you talk shit and street alpha is not going to get Lund on the show. Trust me. Lund ain't going to talk to nobody. Lund is, uh, he is nothing against street alpha. The podcast he does, they're great for that audience. Uh, I think Lund would probably be like boring to him. Because he's going to drop knowledge, like legit knowledge. He's not going to tell you a GTR motor is a copy of a Coyote. He'd laugh at you. But typically, John Lund is a private guy. But the whole Steve Morris thing, I think you just see that he's been an unlucky guy. And again, he's he's trying to do his best to help out Bailey because Bailey, you know, hooked him up with, with, with his basically first big motor build. But the, but the, way, the, the way the events are... are, are, are promoted and carried out i think grudge racing has a better template now that doesn't mean y'all gonna fight but why are there eight thousand people behind the line why is 15 why are 15 barbecues going why is hip-hop playing hardcore there's kodak black on this end there's 21 savage over there there's loud stuff hillbillies ain't gonna like that shit hillbillies ain't gonna like that shit they be like what's all these black people doing around her I thought this was racing. And then they're like, we is racing. We just like, you know, barbecuing. 
And there's a culture around grudge racing that is unparalleled in any other type of drag racing. Now, the pro mod stuff, obviously, it's big money stuff. You see a lot of people behind the line. You see a lot of people get after it. It's really badass fast stuff. I don't care about it. As a casual viewer of this stuff, I liken that to NHRA top fuel stuff. What do you mean, Alex? It's it's, it's almost million-dollar operations. Guys getting down for an eighth mile, which I do not care about. I am a quarter mile guy. I understand they might be going too fast for quarter mile stuff. But when I see a guy go to the eighth, I am my erection goes away and it goes into my body. I go, I don't care. I understand it's Billy Badass. I understand it's really tough to do it. I understand. I don't give a fuck about eighth mile racing. But that's all they do. So I'm like, I don't care. I don't. I, when when quarter mile racing went away in NHRA. I, I gave a fuck. I'm like, that sucks. Thousand feet. Why don't you just race to the 60 foot? At that point, just race to the 60 foot. You win. What, what, what do you mean? And some people say, well, if you're not ahead by the eighth, you're not going to win. Oh, yeah? John Lund lost to the eighth at World Cup in the final. And back halved and beat the guy by a car at the top end. So stop saying that if you're not ahead by the eighth, you're not going to come around him by the quarter. Tell that to a Honda. Tell that to any. How many times have you seen a Honda get a Mustang is out and past the eighth and this bitch does a flyby? Shoo! Bye-bye. So when I hear someone say, if you're not going to beat me to the eighth, you're not going to beat me to the quarter, shut the fuck up. I literally saw John Lund lose to the 60, 330, and almost to the 8th on every pass he made except for one, and he beat everyone. So I am a quarter-mile guy. I want to see 250 miles an hour on the board. I want to see if you have a six-second uh, a Mustang. I want to see 210, 220. I want to see Billy Baddest, and I want you to barely come to a fucking stop. I want you to have three parachutes in the bitch. Oh my God, it's tough to come to a stop. Cool. But no. Now we got eighth mile guys, people eating the microphone, the cameras all over the place, and people sound like you're just complaining so much, Alex. You're just complaining so much because I'm trying to make it better. I, if, if I don't care, if I didn't care, I'd say... Great production, guys. Great production value. It looks fucking phenomenal. And you would never have any criticism. If you're afraid of criticism, then just stop doing stuff. I get criticized all the time. All the time. I listen to the comments. I read the comments. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, maybe I should do a better job of better microphone, better video, better angles, better. Okay. So how do you grow if you're not criticized? Don't be afraid of criticism. Take it in for what it's worth and um, improve on it. I stood up off the toilet when he mentioned Honda's being a back half car. Um, speed factor when he lost by 10 cars to the eighth, but nosed out in the last 20 feet. I've heard on some podcast motherfuckers say, if you ain't beating me to the eighth, you're not going to beat me to the quarter. I'm like, bro, are you psycho? 1320 earned nothing. Exactly. Um, hey, but nice to have you here, Street Alpha Podcast. I know you followed me on um, Instagram, but I was like, okay, maybe I got on his radar in a weird way. But no, he seems to be a fan to or follower, so I appreciate that. Savard Martin says, the racers are weak in words that only read what's in the comment section, not understanding how the quarter mile racing is real man shit. Nothing is wrong with eighth mile racing. I remember when Stevie Fast Jackson 
was talking about the whole track. So I'm like, oh, quarter? And then he's like, no, the eighth. He was talking about turbo cars versus nitrous car or a blower car. He's like, you got to get to the end of the track faster, quicker. And, you know, turbo cars are laggy and this and this and that. And I'm going, I don't know, in a in a quarter situation, my money's on the turbo car. And he's like, no, no, we're talking eighth mile. And I'm like, oh. I don't care. I literally don't care. What about half mile? Um, <laughs> half mile is special. Um, so half mile racing, I love, but that's not that's not something that is a race to the finish. It's a race for mile an hour. I could not imagine what the hell a half mile drag race looks like. <laughs> like ridiculously dangerous. Been a minute since I caught a live stream. Hello, pheasants. Scramble button. Uh, complaining Alex is the best. Alex, best tractor racing on the internet is as best tractor racing on the internet is as TX slash FL2K. And that's because GTR shit. GTRs and Hondas. Sorry. I saw what happened at World Cup. I see what happens all the time. Every time Hondas are up and GTRs are up. Hey, Street Alpha Podcast, when you go to a Honda shop, when you go to a GTR shop, ask them why the biggest delays happen with their cars. Ask them. Say, hey, he's a young kid. He's like, tell me why your car is always the one breaking down at the track. Oh, 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 well, see, the problem is I'm the king of New York. You didn't. Uh, you didn't answer my question. <laughs> Careful, Alex Hickwick organizers are calling Lund as we speak. Oh, by the way, we made them change the narrative. That's right. The company that put that shit out there had to put on their YouTube page. This car's an Octane booster. And I was like, oh, on Facebook you said it was on pump gas. Old Man Ryden says, thought it was only the one I argue court all the time. Which fucking production car comes with its eighth mile advertised ever? Street Alpha's grooming Alex for the London interview. If London wants to interview with them, that's on them. I always get disappointed when I see a good matchup on YouTube and they stop at the eighth. The eighth shows suspension setups better. Cool story. What about horsepower? So, okay. Eighth mile shows suspension setups better. Cool. What about horsepower? Who's got the biggest nuts? Oh, 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 that guy really set up his bar angle sick. He got to the eighth better. I don't, I don't care. I, I, I think drag racing is gay anyway. I'm one of these guys that drag races just to see what his cars run. But I'm not going to competitively drag race. The only reason I'm going to go any track in an event capacity is to support Lund. But understand, I hate being there. I want to support Lund. But I hate being in any event because it, I just am against everything that happens at these events. The, the complaining of rules, the bending of the rules to allow certain people in. You know, like they said, Alex, you guys got rules bent to get in there. Oh, okay, yeah. 6R80, factory computer. I'm like, I would think we were at a disadvantage. And we were 3,300 pounds the heaviest of the bunch. So if we bent rules, we bent rules the other way. Not what you're seeing with Cletus and other them. They bend rules to get them in. But finally... They cracked down and said, okay, bro, it's time to put you in a class where you belong because you have twin 90s or something and a 500 plus cubic inch billet deal. Time to put you with the big boy shit and you see where his car is falling in there. So unfortunately, the whole the whole situation with Steve Morris 
it, it highlights a couple of things. If you want to be on YouTube all the time, be a YouTuber. If you want to be the best engine builder on the planet, build engines. Doing both is not going to work because then you prioritize the video stuff. The best engine builders on the uh, on the planet probably don't have a very robust YouTube channel. Why? They don't need it. What helps them sell product? They're badass engines. But if you're on YouTube, 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 Steve Morris, little advice. Stop YouTube for a year and see if your racing program gets better. Well, it doesn't cost me any money. It doesn't cost me much. I just got a guy with a camera right by the water box. And I'm like, oh, just stop YouTube for a year and concentrate on your racing. No video, no editing, no promoting, no nothing. Watch them all of a sudden have a better race program. Alex Mood gets off as soon as I hear them yelling at the mic. Bro, I am, I am just blown away that... Nobody in the production truck tells them you sound ridiculous right now. Alex, why not get you on the Street Alpha podcast? Because I got my own. If you want to know what I think, here it is. Here, why would I? Again, nothing wrong with them. Good for them. But why do you want me to go on someone else's podcast when I have my own? Why don't I have Street Alpha on my podcast? And, and, then, and then what are you going to talk about? No, again, no offense. Uh, I'm not one of these guys that likes to be on 15 podcasts. Cooper asked me to be on his podcast again. I said, nah, I'm good. I didn't tell him, no, I'm good. I just didn't reply. Because there is no upside, I view, in being on Cooper's podcast. If if, if somebody wants to watch um, legitimate content, I would hope that my growth would be organic. And I'm one of those guys that loves organic growth because I can then look back and say, I needed nobody's help to make this happen. I made it happen 100% on my own. So the influence that this show has gotten by basically I the longest employer I've had is YouTube. I've been on since 2014 or 20, 2013, almost 12 years. So, you know, take that for what you will, but but I'm going to prioritize this 100%. Um, every time Alex talks about drag racing, I know he's slowly coming to the road course side. I am interested in road course stuff, but not in the capacity that you're thinking. I don't want to go to, you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck about licensing. I don't want to be certified in anything. I want to have a safe car, an open road course. Leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to know how to properly heel toe. I want to have fun. And fun to me is not being super structured and super dialed in because I'm not going to competitively do anything. I don't care about competition. I'm my own competition. I want to see what I can do. I don't want to learn anyone else's ways. I don't want to learn nothing. Every single time I listen to somebody else about drag racing, I go slower. How many of y'all seriously were impressed when the Fox body ran a uh, a 10-7, NA? Everyone that saw me go, oh, you got a problem with your differential. One tire spinning, the other side not spinning. Something's wrong with your suspension. It's bouncing weird. And I thought to myself, shut up. Raise the tire pressure. Dump the clutch at a higher RPM. And I'll have better results. And look at that. Based on experience, real world life experience, I was able to run a better number. Where if y'all was listening to everybody else at the starting line, not Lund, 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 they was just videoing. But oh, something's wrong with your suspension sentence. You got to put a drag radio on it. You got to put a clutch tamer on it. 
Here's my clutch tamer. Here. Here's my clutch tamer right here. Here's my fucking... <laughs> no offense, second shift racing, but here's my clutch tamer. Here's my slipper. Here's my everything. I want to know what I can do. I don't want to know what the car can do. Because if I'm installing all these devices to make my launch better, then am I really going that fast or is the car? Because eventually you can install a Tesla robot in the bitch and go drive it down the track. Oh, look, I went eights. No, the car and the robot did. You didn't. Um, there are time attack events that you pay, show up with no instructor. They tell you the rules and go, that's what I want. That's what I want. I don't want anybody going, well, you need to put the, you need to heel toe and you need to, shut up. Leave me alone. I want to be left alone. Like, shut up. Get away from me. Let me, okay, here's $300. There's the track. Get the fuck out of my face. But don't you want to know about camber and cast? No, I really don't. I'll figure it out. Oh, you're so stupid and ignorant. No, I want to figure it out on my own because I don't want anyone this is what happens, right? Let's say Garage Bill Coyote sees me at the track and goes, oh, Alex, you really got to take this corner here, that corner here, and let me set up your suspension. Cool. I go out there and run the number. Guess who takes credit? Garage Bill Coyote. He goes, yeah, I was at the track with Alex and uh, I set up his suspension and gave him some tips and tricks. Glad he was able to fit. Shut Nobody's going to tell me that. Sounds like Alex needs to build a hill climb time attack car. <laughs> if you want to have fun road racing, try to find a local group that does events. Northeast Track Club is great. I have three road course tracks with, within two hours where I live. Good for you. What is it about these podcast guests making micro record a micro record? Some saw a clip of a guy claim past a stick shift Mustang in Long Island, New York. Yeah, like Long Island, New York. I'm the fastest in Long Island, New York. I was the fastest in Holyoke, Massachusetts for a long time. The fuck does that matter? I'm jealous of Alex's third pedal and all his manual cars getting one on one calf time. <laughs> I want to test the driver road course for me and uh, and set a track record. If you're going to add that many helpers, just put an auto in it and go run a number. I agree 100%, Robert Kenny. Can't wait for the spray. It's coming soon. I just need time, time, time. This motor situation with the GT500 literally fucked everything up because the budget that I had set up for the GT500 now got blown out of the water by another $10,000. So I'm like, oh, there goes that. Got to be careful with the open track days. You'll have Turvy out there smashing. Do you think I'm going to bring a ZR1 to a track day? Do you think I'm that stupid? ZR1's a street car. ZR1 is a 60 to 130 car. That's all that car is. And when I go to the track and run a 970 something in it, stick shift, you know, go down the track and do my thing, I'll be a happy guy. There's no reason to make it an eight second car. There's no reason to go to the ZR1 form and tell them, hey, who's on the list for the fastest stick shift? Who has the fastest non slick stock style clutch, non intercooled stock brick, stock lid? Who's got the stock lid record? Like, I don't care. My ZR1 runs this. I'm happy. And then don't be surprised if some of the numbers that I run are better than most industry personal bests. But I don't care. That's how I am. I'd rather learn and figure things out at my own pace. Exactly. Second Shift Racing talking about Street Alpha. Autonomous drag racing. Better that, better get that refund. As a Z06 owner, fuck that road course. We like the roll, baby. Exactly. Roll, roll. If I want to road course shit, I'll get into something small 
road course um, uh, related, not a Viper, not a ZR1. I'm not psycho. Alex, C601s are gaining value. You checked lately? Yeah, but mine won't. My, mine is a driver. It's, it's got over 50,000 miles. It's not going to be worth like $80,000. Never cared about drag racing. Gave it a chance and drove an hour and a half. Paid 40 bucks only to get five passes over two times at, over to, only to get five passes over two times at the track because people's poorly built junk braking. And this is why I stopped going to testing chips. If you build a car that you like and want to see its let's just say potential, you go to a rental. Forget Test and Tunes. Test and Tunes are for BMW boys that show up with street tires, do a burnout in the water box, stop the burnout in the water box, and drive up to the line with their burble, stupid fucking tunes, and then they launch the car, and it farts through every shift. And, they, and, and then they come back looking at the time slip, confused as fuck. And I'm, like, I, I'm good. No, thank you. Alex and Miata doing the road course shit would break the internet. No, it wouldn't. No one, give, no, no one would give two shits. Never push help only to provide if someone asks. But I would say how I would do it. Then it's up to the person to perform. I don't even want to know how you do it. Like when Perdomo let me borrow his road race car by the fourth lap. I was like, okay, I got it. And he's like, you're... Your lap times are decent. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm not retarded. Like, I, I, I kind of understand the gist of it. And I was passing cars and having a good time. But, you know, what are you going to do? See, one record is Alec Bledsoe, right? Street Alpha needs LMP MD on that too. Maybe. I think that's a good idea. Uh, that's a good place to visit, LMP of MD. I don't know if he's got the time to be on a podcast. And I don't know if Alec Bledsoe even wants to be on public like that. He's got his own YouTube channel, but... It would be cool to see him on there just to talk for some shit. Who the fuck has stock clutch LS record? Who would shoot for record using that garbage? Uh, take the high, take the high of roll racing and extend it to twenty minute sessions road course for the win. Yeah, okay. And then you hit the brakes, and then you come in, and your car is literally destroyed. You need new tires, new brakes, potentially new suspension components, and your engine is now like you've lessened the lifespan of the engine by like twenty or thirty thousand miles. <clears throat> Why beat up your transmission? We are not NASCAR drivers. Roll race your ride and have fun. Exactly. Alex, my tuna told me that I need to replace the Whipple on my Gen 3. Can I just can I just gobble your Boricua cock and call it a day? Yes, you can. And bring the quick jacks to the road course so we can work on the car. I was building my old 87 Fox for autocross and road course racing, but then I sold it to buy my Freightliner Classic. Don't even know how that has anything to do with what the hell we're talking about right now. <laughs> You know, I was building a Fox one time, and then I said, fuck it, let me buy a tractor trailer. <laughs> oh, shit. This is like the guys that come up to you at the gas station, and you go, hey, nice Corvette, thanks. Well, I had one, but then I had, my wife got pregnant. I swore to God I came on her hair, but maybe a little bit dribbled down her leg and made it into the vagina, and I had to sell it. And now, you know, I'm driving around in this, in this, uh, Kia Rio, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, it's got some power. It's got some power. Yeah, dude. They look. That company needed to get called out for years. Finally, was done. Now they've had to pretty much backtrack on everything they've had to say about the stuff by saying Octane Booster, Off Road Exhaust, 
headers. I'm like, thank you. That's all I wanted. I wanted you to say high octane, off-road exhaust, 13 PSI, because everything else was absolute misinformation. Alec Blessed will be calling out people to dig on the street with that white ZR1. The bread man is probably punching invisible motor situation over. He's not punching air at all. He doesn't care, and I don't think he's looking to pay me, but that's okay. That's okay. But I'm going to send a bill, and I hope he pays me. It, it, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be very smart for him to pay me because don't, you don't want to be on my radar. You don't want to be on my radar. You don't want to be. I got too much info. I got too much shit. I got too much stuff in the in the in the in the in the folders. So once the bill comes back, I want that money. Gonna be at least three grand. Gonna be at least three grand. Jay Bush said, "Forget that racing stuff. Let's go get this bag." Um, I was building a road race car. Then I sold it and I bought a vacuum cleaner. Right? Like it was like the most weird fucking random comment ever. Alex, what kind of tractor trailer can I get for an ESS S550? Your opinion. <laughs> Fucking guy. He's like, I bought a Freightliner classic. I'm like, bro, nobody cares. Dragon Drive's appeal is not the ET, but the proof of workmanship ability to problem solve. I don't give a shit. If you're going to make me watch Dragon Drive. Look, Dragon Drive was a thing before it was aired on YouTube. Drag week was the hot rod drag week was something that you went to to do for yourself to prove that your car can 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 take this longevity thing, you know, for five, six tracks for six days or whatever. Cool. The moment you started live streaming it, the moment you started showing it, you saw how half of these cars are absolute trash. I want to say at least 60 to 70 percent of the cars are absolute garbage trash. There's a whole 850 class with, with Billy Badass cars and the Unlimited and, and other classes. There's like three classes that matter. But like there's like 15 other classes that take three hours to watch that you're like, I don't want to watch any of this shit. Like, like honestly, those classes that don't need any real prep, like Billy Badass prep, those should be run at the end. They should give the, 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 the Unlimited, the 850 class and the real fast guys like three passes each boom 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 and then let everyone else go and then if those guys want to jump back in line they should do that but i just i wasn't a fan of of, of the setup and the coverage is trash sold my trx saving for a house now i regret it i keep saving for a house and get another trx and can am four seater no look man you got to have a house because apparently like me if you don't have a house you're a loser <laughs> apparently if you do not have a house like if you have a house in Alabama, Georgia, like you're doing you're doing big things. Stop it. It's always the guys that pump had a car just like it. Alex, I put new tires on my plow truck and time to get out of the chains and to, to get dragged. Sometimes when you get that big, you get you're not bulletproof. <clears throat> Sell the GT five hundred, get a rig, truck it with Alex Flores, has a nice ring to it. Alex, you seen B I Y newest bit? I don't even know who the fuck that is. Um yeah, Coyote Kelly, I saw that and I was like, bro, you are burying yourself. You are just doing a burying yourself. Look, who do you think has it's up in my DMs, real life? Like I have access to people that that are, are influential. They, they they know their shit, but they don't want to be public. And when they tell me stuff, I go, I need proof, I need verifiable proof, obviously off the record. And then when they give me this stuff, I go, bro, like what I say, and before I say, especially calling out a company like that, comes with a bunch of background. Like, the rotors are not made of C16. 
The rotors are not made of Element 115. The rotors are rotors. And every Coyote, 10 PSI, that's the limit for pump gas. And unless the pump gas is super sweet, then you can get away with a little bit more. But I'm not stupid. I've been around this game too long. Anything past 10 PSI on a Coyote is trouble, danger, danger zone for Coyote Mustangs. You want to make more power, more boost, better octane. That's it. It's really, really easy. Exactly. Exactly. Jesus Loaiza. The Caddy looking nice and shiny. It is. Just out of curiosity, says Mercury Motorsports. If you wanted to build a sub-750 streetcar starting from scratch, would you do a Turbo 400 or 6R80 with a recent 6R leaps in performance? That's a great, great question. So, Turbo 400. This is why I say this. If I'm building a sub-750 streetcar, I want the best stuff out there. 750 is no joke. That's 13, 1400 wheel horsepower. That means I'm going to have a fast forward race engines in it. That means I'm going to have a nine inch in it. That means I'm going to have a heavy car too. So I'd rather have a turbo 400, but I'm not saying a junk turbo 400. I'm saying a reed case, billet internal, M&M, RPM, uh, Rossler, one of those Billy Badass in there with a badass transmission cooler and and then that that's it. Just leave it the fuck alone. Like that's like uh, 750. The combo is twin turbo coyote, 3,500 pounds, 30 30 plus pounds of boost, nine-inch rear end, turbo 400, E85 fuel system. That that's like it's like so cookie cutter at this point that it's easy to do. Now, are are a lot of people doing it? No, they're going the cheap way out. They get a Siley fuel system. They get a Turbo 400 that is not a Billy Badass Rossler, RPM, or M&M. They have the smallest transmission cooler on the planet. They get a torque converter from a company that guesses at stall speed. So I'm not going to do any of that. It'll be a Cohen converter. It'll be a Pro Torque converter. It'll be a Rossler, M&M, or RPM, a 9-inch ID 2000s or 1700s, twin uh, triple 285, four innovation fuel system, Fast forward, fast forward race engine Coyote and 30 plus pounds of boost and it should be a 750 car. Build it yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch them. N- nothing against them. I just don't watch them. I was agreeing with your comment about how the road course is just a roll race but for 20 minutes. That's crazy. I didn't know that Shelby's can go 15 PSI on pump. Didn't think 5 volts were that sensitive. That's crazy. I didn't know that Shelby's can go 15 PSI on pump. I didn't know that. Shelby's can go fit airborne. What Shelby generation are you talking about? Airborne. What Shelby generation are you talking about? Going to get Gen 6 Whipple, but Hector is going to be running three Hondas Civics with spoon engines on top of that. He just came in with Harry's and ordered three T66 turbos with Nas and a Motec exhaust. Motec exhaust. Ayo, nine inches in the rear sounds wild. Hey, yo. I kept telling people that when a crook is tuning the car, you can't believe anything. Boy, aren't you 100% on the fucking money. Thanks, Poppy. Just curious. It seems like the 6R is coming close to the performance of the 400. Now, Mercury, this is what you got to understand. The 6R80 that's configured to live for a long time, sub-750, fully built, is probably the same cost as a fully built 400. So then you have to deal with the converter issue. Which torque converter are you going to put in there? Now, for those laymen out there, they'll go, well, yeah, the bolt-together circle D will be great. And I'm like, no, it's not. 
I'd get the 258 or 252 non-lockup and send it because that's what is in the gray fucking goose and it's been working. Do not change anything if it's working. I'm not going to get anything fancy or anything like that. It simply works. A 252 non-lockup or I think it's a, there's a 258 version. Like one piece. Nothing crazy, but people get too fancy. So I would rather get a cone converter, Pro Torque, and a Rossler RPM or M&M built billet 400 read case this situation and live a long life. You recommend the channel? The guy, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Understood. Sorry, I, 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 I didn't. I don't watch their channel regularly. I apologize. He was talking about the Shelby Dodge Dakota. Hey, Alex, what's the best lug nuts for a Mustang? Hey, Alex, what's already trans cooler would you recommend for a thousand to twelve hundred horsepower streetcar? Honestly, just an aftermarket trans cooler. We have two of them. The Lunds have two big trans coolers in that car. So you got to understand, you got to keep the fluid cool. You cannot worry about price at that point. Take money and just the, the budget and get it out of there. You have to have redundancy. You have to have a lot of flow. You have to have a lot of cooling. So a lot of people need to understand that when you're going to build the 6R80 or 400, cooling is the most important factor. You cannot have a little tiny radiator somewhere in the front with a little fan and think you're going to get away with it. Big, nasty, or two of them mounted somewhere with big lines. Like, you got to have flow, capacity, and cooling. I was watching an old racing video, and uh, there was a YDBT sticker on a 15 GT. Oh, yeah, they were sucking my dick when I came down to fucking Florida. They wanted me to be on top of shit, but once I met the dude, I'm like, nah, this motherfucker ain't it. 50 PSI on pump. Oh, boy, that's blowing your shit up. No, 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 relax. I want to know what he's talking about because a 14 GT500 is 10 to 1 or 9 to 5 compression airborne. Again, compression. Let me look up compression ratio. Compression ratio 14 GT500. GT500. 9, bro. 9. Fucking 9. Uh, let me move this guy. Oh, Jesus. There you go. It's nine. Stop it. The compression ratio is nine. Coyotes are 11 to 1 or 12 to 1. That's why they're not tolerant on pump gas. So your 15 PSI, your 15 PSI that, that, that this car can make to make, I don't know, 700 river horsepower, a coyote can make on 11. So app, you're comparing... Uh, apples to oranges. Um, Alex, can I receive achieve a low 900 horsepower C706 without secondary port injection? No, uh, no fucking idea. I don't know. Talk. I'm not, I'm not a Chevy guy. Talk to Alex Bledsoe. Alex, 15 PSI on a Shelby Dodge Dakota. Make sure you get that trans cooler through DNA. That's right. Look, I, if if I wanted to have one Billy badass car, I could sell everything I got and build probably a low low seven second. S197 or the, the Fairmont because I know it takes a hundred plus thousand dollars to build like stupid but I don't that doesn't interest me it to, uh, to have a car that is only good going down the track in a straight line three times a year that does not interest me at all I want a fast street car something I can get in all the amenities work makes 800 900 a thousand horsepower semi hooks on the street and I can use pump E85 99% of the time that's attractive to me. It is not attractive to have to trailer a car to the track, not know how it's running until it goes down the track, and then have three or four runs once or twice a month. That, 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 that sounds awful to me. 
Alex, um, I get so much hate because my car is fast. I'm going to take a t-shirt that says blame Alex, Lund, blame Alex and Lund. Underrated and technical says, Alex, I have a 19 F-150 Super Crew and I drive regularly three days out of the week. What's a good formula to keep up around town with these factory TRXs and Raptors on the street? You supercharge them. <laughs> you supercharge it. You put a TVS Edelbrock 2650 in it, 103 throttle body, because in my opinion... Depending on what you want to do, you need torque. And the 2650 rotor pack, everyone, everyone knows, outperforms the Whipple boost for boost up until a certain point, and then Whipple makes more horsepower than TVSs. But let's say you're a pump gas homo, and you want to be at 10 PSI. I would much rather have a 10 PSI 2650 in an F-150 than a 10 PSI Whipple in an F-150 because the 2650 is going to get out of the hole better. It's going to go, to, it's going to have more torque. It's going to have more usable power than any Whipple at 10 PSI. Um, Airboard just got a Pikachu face, right? Nine to one compression. Coyotes are 11 to one, 12 to one. And they make the same power of a five, eight, nine to one compression deal make at 15 PSI. Coyote makes it at 10 or 11 PSI. Nope, just asking a question, Nito. Okay, there you go. He understood. Distilled water and water wetter, freeze-proof above 15 and will cool the engine better. Yeah, for a privateer, it's got to work on pump or E85. Right. If if I cannot get the fuel, that's the definition of streetcar, by the way. If Alpha Podcast wants to talk to their people, what's the definition of, of streetcar? These motherfuckers are going to tell you some of the stupidest shit on the planet. Because I've seen some most of those people that are on the podcast and half of them have an eighth grade education. And those guys will say... As long as it can drive on the street, it's a streetcar. Oh, and I'm going to go, no, if you can't get your fuel from the pump that's regularly available, whether it's pumpy 85, whatever, and your car needs a special exotic fuel to run anywhere, meaning you should be able to drive your car anywhere from here to Orlando and on the way it should be able to make the most power it can on that drive. And if you pull over, you fill up with pumpy 85 and your car can make 1100 horsepower, well, the car's performance should not be hindered by the fuel available in on the street. So if your car runs on ethanol 1R or a mix of methanol and ethanol, it's not a street car. Because in order for your car to make the most power it can, it requires methanol or something that is not available on a pump. Again, maybe your car can make 1,000 on pump 85 Maybe your car can make 1,200 on pump 85 But if your car makes 2,000 on methanol and, and ice and all this crazy stuff, not a street car. If it can't make it on the street with available stuff on the street, that's the definition of a street car. Because you can drive a top fuel funny car on the street is that a street car so let's say you drive a top fuel funny car you drive it on the street can that car the way it's configured to drive on the street go to the quarter mile in 3.8 seconds no it's on pump gas on the street it's just putt putting it has no timing in it it has nothing it's running rich as hell it, it it's just a just to get around town deal the moment you want to go racing, stop, fill it up with nitro, turn it on with pump gas, blend in the nitro, bring the spark up, bring every... Oh, now it's ready. Stop, 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 stop. 
the street car argument is so exhausting. There's local guys talking about if you don't have a cup holder, it's not on the street. No, it should have its max performance with street available fuel. The max performance that car can achieve should be dictated by the pump. Pump 85. If it has 85%, oh, well, Alex, you got to understand that half of the... Look, there are R8s and Huracans and GTRs that can make 12, 1300 on pump 85. What's wrong with that? Garage Bill Coyote says, I run on pump element 115. I've seen them drive a 2,500 to 3,000 horsepower car on the street for like 10 seconds. Street car. Right. Like Brett LaSala's car, right? <clears throat> His car has to run pump gas. He drives to an event. At the event, takes it all apart, does does the fuel mixing, runs the badass number. So does, can, can that badass number run configuration get him from track to track to track to track to track? No, there has to be a configuration. You pull a trailer behind you, you get new fuel, you turn the, the you, you change the tune. You could argue that that's a streetcar because it drives on the street, but it has to be configured differently in order to meet its max performance goals that it can at the track. For Alejandro Flores, a guy that doesn't matter, a streetcar to me is the way it can max perform on the street and the track is is the same. So what is the quickest, let's, let's, Grey Goose. What's the quickest Grey Goose can go with a street configuration? So if it's got ID 2000s, uh, Pumpy 85, I think you could probably get away with 21, 22 PSI on pump E85 on that car before, you know, the plugs look not so great. So that's about 1,400 maybe. So a 1,400 horsepower car configured like that, that runs on pump E85 that goes down. It's probably a 770 car. So if you were to say, well, no, this car is a 670 car street car. Um, well, <laughs> well okay is john force's 380 car a street car because it runs on nitro on the fucking track and then on the street it runs on pump gas i'm weird you got to go back to the shop to fill up exactly the cup holder shit is crazy yeah whoever says cup holders and street car is super retarded jd swag we're not playing karen because i called alex yolo you are you his girlfriend <laughs> Why are you guys fighting? <laughs> you know, the best thing about this chat is like fights happen that I don't even realize in the comments. What are your latest thoughts on Hush Money's power plant? I know that's still a long time away, but that's my favorite car in your fleet. Ah, oh, you want to spitball about that, bro? Bro, oh, fuck me. I got to spitball about that. So, let's... <clears throat> I guess I got to talk about it. So... Hush money, my mind changes every second. So because the small block forward is running so good in, in the white car, I thought that car would be cool to go nines, stick. But if I want to go quicker, I don't want to chop up that car. I, I think nines, stick, nitrous, small block forward is cool on that car. Then... I have a 321 Coyote. I already have it. 321 Gen 3 bottom end, Gen 2 heads, Gen 1 timing components. But I don't want to go control pack. I want to do analog, analog, analog. I drove the Fox yesterday to just fill up. It just 
Blah, 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 blah. It just, it just, just works. So I thought to myself, what if I, because the motor has to be resealed. I got oil leaks all over the place and all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, what if I take, after the white notch runs nine stick, take that motor, put it in a car that is configured for drag racing, hush money, and a C4, and see what it runs with a 250 shot. Like, see what it runs. Just keep, like, can I go eights in hush money with a small block forward and nitrous and a C4? Probably. And then what do I do with the white car? I shove my 321 in there with a carburetor and a TKX and do all motor coyote carbureted and try to go nines that way. So this could be the plan. Again, anything could happen. So 321 coyote carbureted set up in the notch, TKX transmission, all motor. Then take the, the 427, I suspect it is, put that in hush money and put a C4 behind it, super analog, super easy fuel cell and see if I can go eights in it. It, it kind of sounds fun. So, and I, I don't have to spend a dime on anything. I have everything. I just have to get the Fairmont with a roll cage, mini tub, the suspension's already done. It's literally drop it in and go. Um, cool. That senior's car can drive back, sell everything all in on hush money. I've got a long haul local needs 10, hundred gallons of pump 85 delivered. Oh shit. Lost track of time. Catch the rest of the night. When I get back home. Hey Alex, John 97 says I have an 11 GT with a six already 97,000 miles. I, I, I am, I have an 11 GT with six already 97,000 miles. I only want 570 to 620 horsepower. Which supercharger do you recommend? VMP gen two or Whipple and his pump gas. All right, guys answer his question for him. What does Alex recommend? With a Gen 1 6R80 car that makes 570 to 620. What is the best blower? What's the best blower for Gen 1 at that power level? We all know. Someone says keep it 351 based, but I will in hush money. Or are you saying keep the notch 351 based? Why? It has to come out to get resealed. The oil pan, it leaks everywhere. So I can literally take that motor out, drop it in Fairmont, C4, T16 fuel, 250 shot, run an auto, run eights. Like super easy. Exactly. VMP 2.3, Johnny 97, or John 97. John 97, you get the VMP Gen 2R kit if you can find one. A VMP TVS all day, every day is what I recommend on all Gen 1 uh, cars. I, I, it's just a perfect blower, especially stock bottom end, 82 millimeter pulley, maybe a 79 millimeter pulley. If the pump gas is sweet in your area, and I'm telling you, it's going to be something so much fun. You don't even have to upgrade your converter, nothing. And you can probably run an 11.2 or 11.1 on pump gas and drive it home happy as hell. If you want to go tens, your converter uh, and, and good exhaust and suspension away from doing that. That's what I would do. Whatever blower you like, the look of on low boost, it done, 2 or 2.3. <clears throat> Anthony McGinnis says, I have a built 306 with forged I-beams, forged flat tops, and TFS top end, and a Tremec 373s. That's Houston gutted. How much nitrous could I throw at it safely, and what could I expect? I would do a 150 to 175 shot on that. The bottom end being forged I-beams and forged flat top doesn't worry me. The block does. And... Keep the RPMs under 6,000. If you can, if you can shift at 5,800, or if you, if you somehow can shift 
under 6,000 RPMs, keep the harmonics low, that car will live you a long life. But for real though, VMP TVS 2.3, Nitrous, I'm waiting for my ESS and the Gen 1. Only the OGs know every answer. So on this chat, we have tried to educate the public based on my personal uh, experience. Now, the reason I'm saying I want to go 351 in the Fairmont is because it's safe. I'd have a roll cage, it'd be lighter, and it'd be configured for drag racing. The notch is not configured for drag racing. The notch is more like a streetcar. But a Coyote in that, with E85 and a carburetor, and a TKX, not only will it be a fast streetcar revving to 8,500 RPMs. Whoa, fuck, could you imagine? I'm in that car, and I'm revving 8,500 with a carburetor. Whoa, pow! MSD 6AL, or grid, or whatever the fuck. No, it's a grid, probably. I'd have to figure that out. And it's a nice car. It's a notch. Notchbacks are desirable. They're light. They're great looking. To be honest with you, I am loving Fox Body stuff all over again. And a Jalapeno Red 85 is in my future one way or the other. Do the notch. I want to see the notch go as fast as you could go with the 351 carb. No, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go crazy on the, on the notch. Because it's not configured for drag racing. I have a Fox Body configured for drag racing. It's Hush Money. I'm not going to do the stupid thing and build a Hush Money clone when I have Hush Money. At that point, you're just taking a motor from a Fox and put it in a Fox that is configured for drag racing. God damn it. Don't you guys fucking get it? The notch is not configured for drag racing. The Fairmont is. Spool, 5.8 studs, welded. Got an anti-roll bar. It's done. So you want me to basically make the Fairmont mods on the notch... Instead of just taking the motor out of the notch and putting it in a car that's built for drag racing. This is why I don't listen to people. This is why I do my own thing. Don't buy a blower. If your car touches the wall, I'll pay the rent. <laughs> I like it. How much was that RPS? Wasn't anywhere near 5K like you thought. No, but it was three. It was at least three because because I didn't get the triple. I got the dual. I talked to Alec Bledsoe and I said, Alec Bledsoe, what do we do about the clutch on the ZR1? The RPS triple is like big money. He goes, just get a dual. You don't need a triple. I'm like, really? He goes, yep. I was like, okay. So I listened to him. Wet shot or direct port? Uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a plate. Wet what the fuck? Wet shot or direct port? Are you saying it can either be one or the other? Can a direct port be wet? AJ? AJ. AJ. Why'd you type that? Wet shot or direct port. So, do you know the difference? This is the peasant chat. Holy shit. He said wet shot or direct port. So, do you know what a wet shot is? Don't, don't tell him, guys. Don't tell him. AJ. What's a wet shot? And what's a direct port? You really type that down? Like... A wet shot is the same as direct port. Direct port is the configuration uh, instead of a... You should have said plate kit or direct port. That's that's what you should have asked. Plate or direct port. Motherfucker said wet shot or direct port. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my God. This fucking chat's ridiculous. I keep thinking about the team, Fo the, the teal fox body run when you mentioned nitrous motor in the Fairmont. Badass, they are the same. Alex, it is the peasant chat. It is the peasant chat. Is a six liter Mustang good for drag racing? 
What the fuck? <laughs> Alec Forehead getting trapped from all the face palming on the chat today, dude. Dude. <laughs> I don't care what he means. <laughs> like, like, think about what you're going to type before you type it. Damn, AJ was doing so good. Would you keep the knots in restore, make it a nice street car? No, I am not a guy to make nice Fox bodies. Fox bodies to me are trash cars you do something with to achieve a certain goal. A fully built, beautiful, meticulous, rotisserie restored Fox body still drives like fucking shit. So what you do, because this is what's going to happen. You're going to spend twelve to $15,000 restoring this car, taking everything out, sandblasting everything, uh, acid dipping, whatever. <laughs> acid dipping. <laughs> and you're going to paint it. You're going to put new suspension, new bushings, and you're going to get in it, and you're going to be like, here comes a pothole. You're going to go, I spent $17,000 rebuilding a Fox body. And I am blown away that it drives like a fox body. A fox body is an end to a means. It's not it, It's not something that's ever going to drive nice. That's how we love the peasant chat, folks. Do you like it wet or wet? <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. I love you guys. You guys are the best. He's chewing gum while he's chewing gum and he forgot his gum coming after the members. Me thinking it's just not right. Wet shot. Is this TDC? Is it procharged or supercharged? Nitrous Express direct port plates use a boss manifold so you can put the fuel solenoid close to the plates or you get a huge lean spike. Uh, big surprise. You still get a lean spike. Unless it's the 93 Cobra or Celine Fox, they're all complete shit. How do you like your girl's Toto? Wet shot or direct port? I do not miss those pothole days. Better off just buying a low-mile stock Fox if you want a tight one. Exactly. These people that buy a Fox body that's been beat to within an inch of its life, and then they rotisserie it, do the whole thing, go to late model and drop fucking 10K on restoration parts, they put the stock sway bar back. Sway bar? You put a sway bar in a fox body in the front? Bro, that bitch comes right the fuck off. What are you going to road course a fox body? <laughs> like, you take the sway bar links off because they can clink it and clang it and, and, and all the bushings wear out real fast. So when you do all this and then you drive it and you're like trying to impress somebody, the only people that would know the difference is like fox body guys. They'd go, it drives slightly better than a piece of shit. And you're going to go, wait, what? Yeah. How much you spent on the rotisserie restoration? $18,000. Yeah, it drives slightly better than a piece of shit. And then you get in a clapped out three valve. I am saying clap the fuck out three valve. And it drives way better than a fully restored Fox body. Sorry. Fox body is an end to a means. 85 jalapeno red is top tier four eye. Exactly, guys. 85 jalapeno red GT is is like top shelf liquor. This is this is one of those cars as a kid. Oh my lord, what the fuck did I do? There we go. This is one of those cars that what the fuck kind of shitty there you go. Top shelf liquor. My god. Stop it. Stop it. Jalapeno red 85 four eye. That's right. All day, every day. That bitch is hot. I'm gonna have one one day. I guarantee it. Bet me, it's going to be low. It's going to have some bigs and littles. Probably turbo. Oh, bro, that bitch is bad, bro. 
Bro, that bitch is bad, bro. You for sale? What? Hey, this was like Mandip Mandip Singh. What the hell happened? I clicked this and it said it went it went to some Indian shit. What the hell? Jalapeno red for what the hell happened? It went to some Indian Institute of Information link. That's weird. But anyway, I'll probably just buy something that someone already uh fucks with and probably got sick of, which I understand. Fox bodies are a labor of love. They're not good. Are, aren't low mileage five notches knocking on 30k? Yeah, this mine mine is neither. Low mile or good. Damn it, I just woke up my newborn while holding her at your fox pothole impression. Driving a fox with skinnies on it is the absolute worst. I got zero lean spikes on my setup. It took many configurations to get it perfect. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, hopefully, LM doesn't have to completely redo the whole bottom end. If they do, I, 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 I might quit. If they're like, yeah, man, we got to redo the whole thing. The whole thing's fucked up. I'm going to go, dude, I'm not giving you another 10 grand. I, it's, I don't have it. I'm just not going to give it to you. Sorry. Give me all back my pieces and I'll figure it out. Because there's no fucking way I'm going to have an assembly be $10,000. Fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, what's the best year Fox body to buy? Jesus Christ. 92. There. Um, the best Fox body is someone else's Fox body. GT350 Fox body. So tight, bro. My Fox has almost the entire maximum motorsports catalog. I used to think it was so impressive. I sat for six to eight years. Now I have my 17350R. My Fox feels like a Model T. Exactly, guys. You can spend all the money you want to make your Fox body run good. A stock GT S550 drives 8,000 times better. Four riser cool. So are the 85 and 86 interiors. $1,500 cage striped X drag 89 Fox and made it dirty corner carver. It's a good time. That's what it's meant for. Chop it up and do race car shit. Everyone wants it. The arrow front end. As fucking, I want a 4i. I want a 4i. But my base model Terminator's interior plastic still rattle says potential lethal performance scammer. Oof. Hood off. Instant red flag. Um, uh, Alex will be like, that I can, that, that I cannot do. I want justice. <laughs> you want murder. <laughs> can we go in on guys that drool over and no, who cares? You want me to go in on like a subsect of tiny, tiny Mustang guys that no one cares about? Alex, I need new shocks and struts, 750 to 800 horsepower streetcar. What do you recommend? I don't know what the fuck you do. Do you corner carve? Do you daily drive? Do you drag race? I don't know what the fuck you do. Um, Just buy a modern Fox. Exactly. The modern Fox body is the Gen 1 Mustang Coyote. 11 to 14, it's basically Fox body. It smells like a Fox body. It's, it's, it's comfortable and it's not as refined as the S550, but it still has a solid rear axle, three link instead of four link, but you can basically bring your Fox body knowledge base into that car and run a good number. I'll have my arrow and Capri and I'll be content. Well, if you do the motor from the notch, you can easily reseal it and maybe get some information on it. Exactly. Coyote Kelly. Now you're getting it. Brand new, completely refreshed. Sounds like the door will fall off anytime you close it. What do you think about the new 6.8 liter Mustang? Just noticed the Bell X sponsorship. Nice and just finished teching in for sick week. Congratulations. No, we'll see who watches it on that weird live stream. Again, thank you. Bell X for becoming a sponsor of the show. Getting me uh, set up with these beautiful wheels. I'm going to be installing right after I take little Tony out and go to the gym. After I come back from that, I'm just going to... Test these on before I put a tire on it. Make sure the uh, offset is proper. And I'm going to go ahead and get these um, tires mounted once everything's said and done. And then I'll post up my S71 and front V-Series for sale. But thank you, Damien, down in Miami for these beautiful, beautiful Bell X. I'm going to go ahead and uh, 
get these oh, mounted sooner than later. Again, guys, there's going to be a lot of stuff to watch today. It's going to be U.S. Nationals. There's going to be some sick week stuff. There's going to be um, football if you give a fuck about that. So hopefully you guys have a great Sunday full of just a bunch of stuff to watch. Uh, I, I hope that I gave you a little bit of uh, content this morning to make you laugh and hang out for a little bit because that's what I do best here. Just kind of try to get you guys up on game as to what I think should be happening with the the live streaming debacle that is all of Flow Racing drag racing coverage because I literally watched three races on that thing. It's 2K, F, it's 2K, FL2K, Texas 2K, and um, World Cup. That's all I watch, and it's 120 bucks a year. And then Sick Week wants to make you watch that for another, you know, 120 bucks a year or 15 or 20 bucks an event for a live stream. And then the coverage is absolutely god awful. So all on you guys if you want to watch all that stuff, right? Guys, I'm gonna get out of here, go to the gym, I'm gonna take the dog out, do the whole regular Sunday thing. Thank you for watching the uh, quick chat content. A lot of you guys watched the quick chat content and appreciated that. So go over there, check out that video of the quick chat installation. I found a way I think that I can make it work on the Corvette without using the pucks. So I got to figure that out. So I'm gonna go out there, mess around in the garage most of the day. And if I can get you content on that, I'll upload it tonight or Monday as I try to do my best to get you at least five videos a week for for this channel and then we might do a dating channel tonight at eight o'clock or nine o'clock depending on what time i get done with everything here and get you up on the dating channel stuff have a good rest of your sunday i'll see you guys tuesday talking shit tuesday we'll catch up then have a good rest of your weekend see you guys later bye